everyone and welcome back to the Blood Bowl Tavern. We're back for an actual second episode. It wasn't just a one-off uh, facade. I'm Bearded Lucha, Stu, and I'm joined in the tavern as always by Stu Becker. Stu, Stu, how are you doing this yeah, week? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you very much. I'm good. And sadly, Chris is unable to join us this week because he is preparing for the Bromley Winter Classic Tournament this weekend and, and a couple of issues at work. So we're joined by our fourth member of the tavern, Ollie Eldritch Fox. Welcome to the tavern. Hey. Thank you. It's lovely to be here. The ambiance is amazing, and the barmaids are gorgeous, and the beer is flowing. I'm well, you know, I do offer the best stuff here in the Blood Bowl Tavern, the finest cream soda in all the land. <laughs> does your, your coffee, um, sorry, does your beer taste a bit coffee like? It's a coffee stout. And that, yeah, having the toffee crisp mug just to get really just mess up with the flavorings of everything. Ruined all the illusion there, haven't I? So, yeah. uh, but first of all, you know, thanks very much for listening. You know, our last episode um, did ridiculously well on numbers. I thought maybe we'd get maybe 10, 15, 20 people to listen to it. And obviously, I know people don't really want to talk about podcast numbers, but over 200 people downloaded the last episode. So, I'm, I'm really impressed. So, thanks very much if you're a, a repeat listener and if you're a new listener, welcome to the tavern. Good stuff. Yeah. But what I will say as well to start with, before we move on to your uh, your history, Ollie, I just wanted to give a shout out to one of our friends who is an associate of the Bromley Blood Bowl League, Mike Anthony, who runs uh, Squiggle Studio, who does commission painting. And he's listened to the podcast and he said, hey, if any of your listeners want to have a discounted commission painted team, go and find him on Squiggle Studio and he will do and let him know the Blood Bowl Tavern sent you and he will do you a discounted paint team. And now I've had two teams painted by uh, Mike because of my shaky hand so far this year. He's done my motorbike dwarfs and he painted my high elves that I played on Monday and they're of a fantastic quality. And, you know, I booked in two more teams for him to paint. What he charges is certainly well below the value of what you get. So get in for a bargain before good old Mike realizes he's much better than he charges for as well. And let him know we sent you and he'll give you a nice discount as well. It's a shame this is a, an audio podcast because you couldn't see how excited Ollie looked when, uh, when he heard about that discount. But yeah. Let's repeat the name again, it was Squiggle Studio. So that's Squiggle Studio, Mike Anthony. Um, he's, he's recommended to me by um, Chris, who also from, uh, from the podcast. So yeah, really happy with the painting, great quality. Um, I can post some pictures of Mike's work as well if you want to do it. But yeah, Squiggle Studio on Facebook. Go and give him a shout. Go and give him a like. And also, if you need commission work, go and find him. Hey, episode <laughs> two, already got a sponsor. How would yeah, you like yeah, yeah. that? Where, whereabouts is he based? So he's based in Strood in okay. Kent, which fits in beautifully with the Southeast Tournament Series as well that we'll talk about a bit later. But first, Ollie, as it's your debut on the podcast, time to get back in that wonderful time machine. Let's hear a bit about your. <laughs> Let's hear a bit about your Blood Bowl history. How you got into the game. What you love about the game. What you hate about the game. And basically, what's so good about Blood Bowl to keep you coming back again and again and again. But remember, we we don't want an eight-hour podcast. So. Oh, okay, I'll be brief then. So, hi, I'm Eldritch Fox, also known as Ollie. I've been playing Blood Bowl since first edition. I love it. I'm a massive addict. Um, I own every single team and multiple copies of several of them. But that's not a problem. It's not a problem. Honestly, it is not a problem. Which team do you have the most copies of? Mm. And the moment orcs. I went through a stage of owning five Skaven teams, but we don't talk about that. <laughs> I, talk, I talk about that quite a lot. You may, you may forget the eight times that I brought yeah. it up uh, so in the last hour. I, um, I started off with first edition, played first, played second, then went off to university and got married and had children and ridiculous things like that. And then got a bit older and just thought, wow, 
I need something new, new in my life. What is it I like to, used to like, enjoy doing? And Cy and I had just released the first Blood Bowl game, and I happened to be in my local supermarket and saw a Nintendo DS version of it. Oh, I remember that game. So I picked it up, stole my daughter's DS, and that was it. I was immediately hooked again. So I bought an Orc team off eBay, and that was that. That was about 12, 13 years ago. Um, yeah, I play a lot. What's uh, been your favourite tournament you've been to? Because obviously your, your nap history is quite quite, quite star-studded, quite so an illustrious my, my uh, first, back catalogue. My most memorable tournament is probably my first one I went to, which was up in the northeast. It was block around the clock, so it was 24 hours of Blood Bowl. God. And I took Goblins, and um, I won one game. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. That's great. <laughs> I possibly drew two or three and then lost the rest, but it was amazing. It was really uh, a lot of fun. How much coffee did you have? I can't recall. Okay. There was, there was, there's a period of time between like one a.m. and five a.m. that I don't know who I played or what happened, but no, there was no no Bo Hipnol involved. I am told. <laughs> uh, so nowadays I help run our, our local league. I encourage people to go to tournaments as much as I possibly can. Um, I've been playing a lot of Undead this last year and got quite good with them. Recently surpassed the two hundred mark on the NAF website. On the so congratulations for that. The rankings don't matter. Oh, that was nice. Uh, my favourite teams are Goblins, Slan and Vampires. Um, I haven't tried the new Vampires yet, but I shall. I'm running Slan next season. They just, they're just they all just fun. And your opponent can't necessarily predict what's going to happen. Dirty God, frog <laughs> jumping into a cage. Yes, yes. You can't defend against Vampires or Slan, really, in a traditional manner. Yeah. Or Goblins. If oh, they're throwing bombs and chainsaws. If, and if a goblin's team is on fire and their yeah. dice are cooking, then you're a bit buggered, basically. <laughs> um, yeah, so what do I not like about Blood Bowl? I can't, I can't play it enough, basically. He, I, he was complaining the whole drive uh, here that we weren't playing Blood Bowl. <laughs> we could probably fit in a game of sevens <laughs> after we this. Probably could, yeah. We probably could. I, um, I, don't re I don't play online as much as I used to. I used to play three or four times a day, most days. Uh, I don't anymore. I'm improving. In this does sound like a real like <laughs> a help group now. I used to play three or four times a day. I've now been clean off Fumble for like three days. Almost three days. Yeah. <laughs> um, but tabletop is where it's at because you make great friends. And It's um, just much more enjoyable experience, yeah, I think. Exactly. When you can see the tears in your opponent's eyes. If I roll double skulls and I'm sat opposite a friend, he'll laugh in my face and then I'll laugh. If I'm sat on against the computer screen, I roll double skulls and I'll be really annoyed about it. You know, in person, that annoyance passes very quickly. We celebrate in success and oh. celebrate in failure <laughs> together. Yes. I think it's so. One of the things as well, how I first met you was actually seven years ago. Even though I've only been in the league a couple of years, so when I got back into the game, as we discussed on the last uh, podcast, go back and listen in our archives to episode one. There you go, <laughs> archive pro. Yeah, archive of one. Um, I actually added Ollie on Facebook because I've just bought the game in wow. 2016 when um, the original well season one was released to ask to join a, t uh, a tournament and then unfortunately my daughter was born and as we said children not mm -hmm. are a blessing see, you can't say unfortunately and daughter born oh, I, def <laughs> I definitely can based on this evening's activities I definitely can um, and then again I think I reached out just around like 2019 just before the pandemic hit mm -hmm. and then that sort of fell off so yeah so technically 
soon it'll probably say on Facebook friends, we've been friends for seven years. Wow. <laughs> How exciting. It's a bit scary that Blood Bowl 2016 was seven years ago, but here we are. Do you think there will be a new edition next year? Not at all. Because, you know, we've gone four years, four years to no. season two, we do four years for season three. <laughs> Dead I, air is great. I would prefer there wasn't a new edition. I, I'd, yeah, I'm, I feel the same. I don't think it's going to add much to the game at this stage. Well, now they FAQ it every six months. There's no That's need for a new basically a new edition. game, yeah. Essentially, yeah. all they need to do is mend the passing rules. And... Um, but all they will do is just continue to nerf goblins. So <laughs> it makes it more of a challenge. It does, it? yeah, yeah. But but as we saw earlier today as well, going back into days of old, we've got a made-to-order release of all the cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw this today yeah. as well. And that lovely mutant minotaur. Oh yeah, Don what a model. Yes, what a model. I don't need another minotaur, but come on. But you will get another minotaur. Christmas is coming. <laughs> Christmas is coming. It's all fine to to uh, treat yourself. But no, so obviously, um, as we said, it's going to be the four of us uh, going forward on the Blood Bowl Tavern. Our next episode in December, I think we're recording the 13th, we'll obviously have a, a festive spin. Hopefully Chris will be able to join us, so we'll have yep. all four. We bought the new shiny bit of equipment so we could have four microphone inputs as well, so it'll be good to make sure it all works. But um, Stu, what are we going to discuss first today? Um, so uh, we're just going to give a, a quick update on the tournament series for 2024. So the Southeast Tournament Series, which is going to start with the first event in March, 2nd of March, which is the Kent Team Championship, which Ollie will be the head ref for. Mm-hmm. Um, boom, boom. And uh, we've also roped in Mark and Pete, who are the shoulders ref. And the knees and toes ref. Which is uh, the best joke um, that you're going to hear on this podcast. Um, uh, so that's 2nd of March. It's a four-game tournament. We had capacity originally of 26 which sold out and we added four teams two of those are sold so there's two more spaces and that will take us to 30 30 teams of four 30 teams of four and plus a couple of spare players Mm -hmm. Um, and i've had uh, people inquiring about those teams so i'm fairly sure it's going to sell out fairly soon so if if you are interested getting quick um we've made a couple of tier changes there so we've bumped up underworld to tier one because them being in, in any other tier is completely broken. Um, and vampires have gone to tier two with a new um, update. It's an outrage. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is an argument for vampires being tier one. but There was an argument for tier one, but there's only about yet. three or four teams in tier one, which is like Lizards Undead, Dark Owls, I think. So uh, they don't, they're not in that category of good, I don't think. Not yet. I mean, if everyone takes them and um, vampires are the top 20 places, then I've done something wrong. But um, there we go. Uh, the roster building spreadsheet is available as well. Um, it, you'll be able to find that on the Talk Fantasy Football post or on um, the Southeast Blood or Discord. Um, and Mike Davies is going to do fancy data analysis stuff when that's done. Uh, deadline is going to be two weeks before the event, so you have got quite a while because it's still only November just. Um, so that's the first event of the series, and then there is now a total of 12 events in the series. Um, there was a couple of that may or may not um, get finalised, so we, we've added a couple more, which is going to be Bexley in December. Um, which will probably be the last event. And there's also going to be a Hastings event sometime in the summer run by uh, our friend Dimmy G down 
in yeah. So it's only Hastings. Down, down looking, in sunny Hastings. Forward to that one. It's only half an hour drive for me, so yeah, that'd be good. And we can go and play some mini golf at the same time. So absolutely, it'll love be a lovely day out. Um, uh, and the other very final thing is the latest um, news. So as of today, they've announced the Eurobowl dates, Ooh. which is the 28th and 29th mm-hmm. of September, which is is good because it means we can finally plan when October is going to be. Yes, October is one of our flagship tournaments for our SCAB tournament stroke league committee and it'll be another two-day event in October in probably the same venue as this year, the Hotel Burston in Folkestone and we'll have some more wacky ogre-related rules. So we've just asked the venue um, if they've got availability um, and as and when it's confirmed we'll let everyone know. That was another sellout event, wasn't it? Like the two-day last year, October, well, sorry, this year, 23, the October Cup 2 was another sellout. Mm-hmm. And again, while a lot of people uh, see the venue, uh, the, the Grand Burst in Hotel, they sit there and go, oh, that looks a bit ropey. The fact of the matter is, the event space itself, we've got so much space, mm-hmm. and you're right on the sea, you're around the corner from a wonderful fish and chip shop. We had people travel from much further afield for this year for October too. So again, if you want to come down for a two-day tournament to Kent in October, I mean, global warming's happening. It's going to be beautiful weather in October. Absolutely. So, <laughs> yeah, keep an eye out on Talk Fancy Football. Yeah. Keep an eye on the Southeast Tournament Series Discord. All the links are in the details of the podcast well, so you can join all of those as well. And uh, genuinely, the feedback for that event was really, really positive, wasn't it, mm. for October too? Yeah, Absolutely. it's the first, first time we'd run a two-day event, so mm-hmm. it was a little bit... Daunting is, is probably the wrong word, but it's just it's not a thing that we've done before. It's just a step up from what we've done before. So. Yeah. But we took it in our stride, didn't we? We did, we did. And um, we're hoping to expand the capacity this time as well. Mm-hmm. So we had 30 in there, um, and there was space probably for five more tables, so I think we're going to go to 40. That's the plan. Um, so, yeah, looking, looking forward to it. Um, and the very final thing is there's some lovely NAF enamel pins for the winners of uh, the tournament series that have just been um, released. Uh, and uh, Topaz, who is the tournament series coordinator i think that might be his term his, okay. his name um was offering to send me them out now i was like okay we d- we haven't even started yet but send, send them away so um i'll probably be wearing them just as uh, <laughs> like military badges for the next year or so put them on the new scab hoodie which has the longest toggles known <laughs> to man ever we've ordered some fantastic hoodies for our um for our league that um Hellbent Ginger Craig has organised and sort of in uh, collaboration with Ollie. And when they arrive, they're fantastic quality as always. We've got our Chaos Card sponsor on the, on, the, on the arms as well. And I think the one thing that everyone noticed these massive toggles, and only, you know, on a hoodie, a toggle you expect to come down to like your chest area. These go pretty much, you could trip over these <laughs> toggles. You can use them to whip your opponent when they mock you for double skulls. This is where, this so is the, where you want to be. So the ones on the hoodie that you're wearing right now, I can see they, they probably don't even come down to where your nipples are, right? The ones on these hoodies. Unless they're probably, inverted, then yeah, it's yeah. fine. <laughs> the ones on these hoodies probably would, 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 yeah, yeah. would tickle your belly button. Yeah, but, but they are lovely. So you'll see us wearing them at tournaments over the next sort of 12, 18 months. Uh, beautiful in green or squad colours as well. Um, but tournaments, again, like we're saying, even though we're heading near to Christmas, everything seems to be selling out. Mm. It's so good that the hobby yeah. is taking such a positive 
stance. I mean, genuinely, when we, we're running a, um, a Christmas gutter bowl tournament, which is really only going to be like, oh, it's just for people for our league. It's a good excuse to have a little tournament. The third ever gutter bowl <laughs> tournament in the universe. We ran the first one. Uh, Damo in our league is trying to become best gutter bowl player in the universe again. I'm still the best ogre player in the world at gutter bowl, <laughs> which I'm very proud of. But I didn't expect it to sell out. And it's sold out already. Yeah. It's incredible for, again, um, you know, an alternative you know, gameplay as well. So it's really, really good for the hobby. And going into 2024, as you mentioned on the last episode, NAF Championships sold out. We saw Thrud sell out in 90 minutes this year. And obviously, Ollie, you're going to be more involved with uh, Thrud this year. So what are, your, uh, what are your roles in Thrud this year? And are we expecting, again, a sellout in less than 90 minutes this time around? I don't know how the ticketing will work this year. I'm hoping they do it in two batches rather than one. Um, I've been asked to help out look after the donations for the auction with Widrum. So very, very pleased to be uh, taking that on. It's a wonderful event and two wonderful charities that help support. Yeah. So this is a if, this is a call out to our listeners. If people would like to make donations of prizes to Threadbowl, how can they get in touch with you and how and what sort of things are you looking for for gifts and prizes for the auction? Um, your soul, your firstborn <laughs> child. Uh, sold. Absolutely sold. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Facebook, on Talk Fantasy Football, on um, Discord. Discord, on Fumble, anything Blood Bowl related. Apart from Reddit, I don't do Reddit. Um, We're too old for Reddit. You can hit me up. <laughs> that and TikTok. You can look up Widrum. You can go to the threadball.com website. All the information is there. Donations, we take pretty much anything. If we can sell it, Make some money for the charities, we will. So it could be half a team of whole dogs, it could be a fully, fully commissioned painted uh, masterpiece, it doesn't matter. Yeah. We, will, we will take it. And on the subject of masterpieces, uh, am I right in thinking that the, the piece of work that you were involved in in donating to Thrud last year became the highest purchased item at the Thrud Ball auction in history? It, um, for a little bit of time, it was, <laughs> yes. yes. For so about I, half an hour. I, <laughs> helped organize the wild things team um I s we so, so this is from the, the the book where the wild things are which yeah. is a great children's book Absolutely. lovely book uh, one of my favorite things about it is that you can read it in about two minutes so you can just clear off <laughs> send, send your send your kid to bed uh, quite quickly um but it's, it's a it's a great book and the the team you ordered from abroad somewhere i believe so the team originally appeared oh crikey six, seven years ago, and it was a commission by some American guy from a Spanish sculptor, and things didn't go to plan, and not everyone got the stuff they ordered, and you know, there was a bit, of bad a bit of a bad taste left in some people's mouth about it. Then I just happened to be looking on eBay at Blood Bowl stuff, <laughs> who would have thought it, <laughs> and I saw the team there, and it was being sold by the sculptor, so I dropped him a message saying, would you sell this to me at a discounted rate for Threadball? He said, yes, of course. So we can renegotiate it. I spoke to some friends and we crowdfunded to get the money together to buy it. I've got someone to paint it, someone to make the base, and then it sold for mm, eight. Was it eight? I, I think forget. it wasn't eight. It was a five. No, it was eight. I, I it was 800. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I think I'd set myself a budget of like, this goes around the 400 mark. Yeah. I can go in for this. <laughs> But I think it was I think it was between eight and nine hundred pounds it was, this sold uh, for. It was a lot of money. And um Hef won it and I had to go outside because I got a bit emotional because it was just uh, 
a lovely, lovely thing. Yeah. And then um, these stupid Muppets. <laughs> stupid Muppets got sold for more, but if, who cares? It's all for, all for charity. Yeah, yeah. But this goes to show how it is, though, isn't it? From, yeah. a, from a charity auction, the Muppets, sold, the Muppets team sold for over £1,000 yes. at this Blood Bowl auction. And also, I'm, I'm sure if people are listening to this, they are avid Blood Bowl fans, so they will know what Thread Bowl is. But for those who are listening who aren't aware of it, yes. would you like to give a bit of a quick overview of what Thread Bowl is okay. and what the purpose and the fantastic charities that Thread raises money for? So Thread Bowl is currently being run by Squad Chaos, and we raise money for Mind, the mental health charity, and the Roy, Ca- Roy Castle Lung Cancer Foundation. Um, last year we raised around 14,000 off the top of my head, Split evenly between the two. Um, Thrudball itself is a two-day event in Swindon where you can camp. Your ticket includes your food, your camping, your everything. And it's um, like Glastonbury for Blood Bowl, basically. It's a wonderful atmosphere. I would go and not play Blood Bowl if I couldn't play. My arms fell off or whatever. But it's, it's honestly one of the best weekends of the year. It is just so much fun for everybody. It was my, my first time, as it was yours yeah, as, well, as well, Stu. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was just a, a really great atmosphere. So we went down um, on the Friday. I arrived five minutes after the Sevens event started, but fortunately hadn't that yet started. Um, so there's a, a Sevens event, three-game seven event on the Friday night and then two days of three games of 11s. Um, and then most importantly, I, I think, is the, uh, the most Threadlight challenge. So there's, <laughs> yeah. so there's so Thrud the Barbarian is a character created a long time ago who is, uh, I, I think, just a, a drunken, silly ogre How type. How dare of you? How dare you? <laughs> Thrud uh, the Barbarian is a glorious hero for every man and child and woman in this country. Apologies. I'm, I'm not, uh, as I mentioned last time, I, I'm not big, big into... I'm not too big into fluff, and uh, Wobbit, who, who you know, um, admonished me for that. Um, Quite so. <laughs> uh, but he has also very kindly offered to write as a, um, a quiz for a future episode, so Excellent. I will um, like a quiz. I will tap him up on that. It's going to be a fluff-based quiz, so I'm going to do horrendously. Um, anyway, going back, there, there is the most thread-like challenge where people compete to be the most, like, Thread the character. Our saviour and hero, Thread the Barbarian. Yes, thank you. So, um, and there's a series of challenges, quite silly, quite funny, um, and you score points, and whoever gets the most points at the end uh, wins most Thread-like competition. I can't quite remember um, uh, who it was this year. It was though. some idiot. Was it the, the guy who was dressed up as the, the goblin ball and chain one? I, I wasn't you know, paying pen- much attention. It was uh, someone dressed as a goblin, certainly. I, I couldn't tell you who it was then. No. But it's, it's, again, the atmosphere between games, everyone going out, watching and cheering on most Thread-like. <laughs> it, it was a great atmosphere. And again, I said, like, it was my first time there. And like you said, because the atmosphere is so good, there's no grumpy players that I came across uh, during my, my Thrud tournament. So, no, yeah, no, no. I, I'd highly recommend it. Uh, and obviously, o- Ollie is qu- being quite humble here, and, and he did actually win the most Thrud like oh, yes. uh, crown. Well, it was, a, it was a, you got a helmet, and you got. Uh, what else did you, you get? A you watermelon. The watermelon to keep, yeah, that's yeah. the most. Did you eat that watermelon? No, it's still in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> no, it did get eaten, yes, it was, it was very nice. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. And I, have you made plans to defend your crown? I'm obliged to defend my You're crown. You're obli- contractually obliged? Contractually okay. obliged, yes. Cool. So. 
goddamn not being able to eat watermelon being mm. so, <laughs> amazingly from our, from our club there were three of the six participants who were selected at random to be most red like and sadly I had to drop out because I'm not allowed to eat melon but um, Hellbent Ginger Craig from our club also joined in Hawaiian shirt and he so many people good, yeah he was very good at uh, watermelon bowls as well he was very good at watermelon good. bowls and also, you know, having to protect your watermelon for the entire weekend and not let people steal it. I believe yours was hidden and you were carrying a saucepan around in your bag all weekend? <laughs> At one point, I thought, why am I carrying my watermelon around? That's ridiculous. So I stashed it somewhere and I pretended I had a fake watermelon in my bag. So if anyone stole it, it didn't matter. Genius. <laughs> That's why you won that yeah. thought, yeah. Spine. And um, th- so the... the Next stage of, of the watermelon saga uh, actually happened at the World Cup in Alicante because 12th man who was running the most I'd like cham- challenge uh, and came up with the whole watermelon concept was gifted a watermelon by an Australian coach, I believe. Australian uh, or Kiwis, yeah. Yeah. One or the other. Um, which then obviously Ollie, you stole <laughs> <laughs> to teach him a lesson. He left this watermelon unattended. Wow. Yes, and as most world, of really, like, it? it was my duty <laughs> to guard that watermelon. Also, having good authority that in Swindon there were a spate of watermelon thefts from local supermarkets <laughs> where the locals just couldn't get away from trying to steal watermelons. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's, that's going to be next year. Again, keep your eye out. If you haven't seen it before, go and look at Threadball website. Keep an eye on the dates for 2024. The tickets do sell very, very fast for it because it's such a good event with such a worthy cause behind it. So if you are interested... Don't buy your tickets before I've bought my tickets, <laughs> but then definitely go ahead and buy your tickets. Uh, just a final thing on the whole Twilight and Squad Chaos auction. There's going to be another auction run by Squad Chaos from the donations we didn't have time to sell this year. Um, hopefully before Christmas, if not early next year, where you can buy some wonderful Blood Bowl goodies and support some wonderful charities. So look out for that as well. Amazing. And we'll share all the links to that across all our social media platforms as well. So, I guess we should probably talk about the tournaments we've been attending since the last podcast. And again, apologies for those who have genuinely complained to either Stu, myself, or Chris <laughs> that we haven't recorded another episode of the podcast. Regrettably, last week, as you can hear by the slight spluttering in the background, not editing the coughing out, um, I lost my voice last week with a chest infection. I'd been away on work tour, um, standing in front of hundreds and hundreds of accountants pointing at things like the metaverse. So, hopefully, you'll get your, your fill now for this. But... Since we last recorded, we've all attended a number of tournaments which we thought we'd share our experiences with. So uh, over to you, Stu, yeah, to so start we, with. Yeah, we have indeed. So Chris uh, went to an event at Warhammer World, um, which uh, we'll get him to fill you in on uh, when he's back. Uh, I can let you know, though, he did complete painting his Norse team, so he took his yes. Norse team. Um, and then after that, uh, myself and you, Stu, along with... Tommy and Craig went up to Ipswich um, for the subterranean Suffolk Subterranean Showcase, um, where we had all taken a stunty team. So we we are representing all the four stunty teams. We had bandanas. We looked really cool. Um, uh, what did you just scream? How rude! I think Ollie, Ollie just uh, made disparaging noise in case you didn't hear it. Um, so we went out there, and it was a lovely day out. Um, the quite a nice venue. Uh, opposite, directly opposite food places, which is important to me because I'm, um, a, I'm a halfling in disguise as a, a human. Um, Everyone loves the early start for the double halfling breakfast. <laughs> exactly. 
Um, so it was, a, it was a great day. Um, I just want to say hello to Mr. Frodo, who listened to our last episode um, and uh, caught us at one point to say he heard our episode. Uh, why didn't we mention him? Because he was a vampire coach at Octager when I mentioned both the other ones. So, so mention him now. Um, and to get his own back, he had taken dwarfs, knowing that we were all taking Sunday things. <laughs> The, the funny bit about this story is that he didn't run into playing any of us, so <laughs> <laughs> he was waving his tackle around for no reason. Um, but it was, a, it was a great day. It was run by um, Justin Onyasix, who um, it was his first tournament that he's run. Uh, it went really smoothly. Um, you wouldn't have known had he not said that, that it was his first tournament. Um, and I was fortunate enough to win the Stunty Cup. Um, I... I I think I was two points above Craig and one point above, well, who, who was, yeah, who yeah. was one, one point ahead of, of you. We all finished on 111. Um, I wasn't the highest placed stunty coach. It, the tournament was won by Pete W., um, former Team England captain who beat me in the last game with a ridiculously broken snotling build. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, because he he won the event, the Stunty Cup got passed down, so I have a lovely trophy. Um, it all counts. Exactly. It all it's, counts. It's, it's, it's on the NAF website, so that's yeah. that's all that matters. Um, so yeah, I, I had three. Uh, I, I had a couple of games that were really close, and then he destroyed my poor little halflings, um, and I didn't have much chance, um, as you'd probably expect playing at someone of that quality. Um, but it was a, a lovely day, and how, how did yours go? I mean, I, I loved it. Uh, before I move on to mine, what was your halfling squad? So obviously halflings with which stars did you do? Uh, so I had halflings with Rumble and Puggy, uh, and a Master Chef, um, and they they did okay. So the first game, I think I still... I was playing against... Um, uh, I, can't, I can't remember off the top of my head the name, but he, he was a son of... Um, Mevins, who I've played twice uh, previously uh, at events, uh, and we were a winner piece. Um, so continuing the, the the competition against between myself and his family, <laughs> um, but we we played out to a draw. So so we, me and his family are currently one one one. Yeah. So Rumble and Puggy, Rumble, as I was telling Ollie earlier, um, I love. He's great. He's got block and tackle and horns, and and just goes around hitting things, and you get a once per game mighty blow. And Puggy, I haven't worked out how to use him because he trips and falls over, <laughs> and kills himself on about turn four of every game when I try and dodge him out to sack the ball carrier. Genius. <laughs> so I I actually played Mevins in my first game, and he was subjected to. Ogres plus Griff. Oh, you feel like <laughs> Exactly. Frowned upon. As soon as he lined up on the pitch, Mevins was like, oh, great. Here we go. And uh, I got a very lucky 2-0 win because well with Griff being able to go 10 places, 10, 10 squares, diagonal run across the pitch, put himself into safety, stalled a bit, 2-0 victory. Next game um, against a new opponent who I've never seen before, Craig, who travelled up with us <laughs> in the car. Um, he killed Griff in turn one. That sounds and quite helpful. It was very unhelpful, which then allowed me, with a few turns left in the game, to hand off to an ogre on a four plus, dodge out the ogre, and run to the end zone to make it one all. Beautiful. It was the first time, genuinely, I've been near the top table, and I was playing Wood Elves in my final game, and it was, I went one all down. I was like, okay, Griff will help me. Griff brought it back to one all, 
In the second half, Griff was within scoring distance and someone had to do, with no re-rolls, a very bold play, two dice uphill against Griff. I think thought, he's blodge. This is, <laughs> this is a dead set. He's going to push in towards the end zone. I'm going to beat Wood Elves. Double pow. Oh. Took out Griff and then... I didn't have much left on my team because the Snotlings had all been killed. Sorry, the Noblars had all been killed and lost 2-1, which cost me that goddamn Stunty Cup. Oh. But, as you said, like, the, the day itself, I thought, oh, I drive up to Ipswich, couple of hours, really, from where we all met. Drive up there is fantastic. One road, really. If you, and that's the thing I found with travelling to a lot of Blood Dot Bowl tournaments this year. A lot of it is one road, turn off, and you're there. And that's what's been so nice about the Ipswich one. As you said, great parking, great facilities... And again, just to echo what you said, you'd never know that Justin hadn't run a tournament um, before. But also, what's great about that tournament is we took some new technology, which may not be as good a quality as audio as we've got now, but uh, Stu interviewed Justin after the tournament, and here's what he had to say. Hi, I'm here with uh, Justin, also known as Ponyasex. Hello. In Ipswich, um, we are at the Subterranean. Suffolk Subterranean Showcase. Yes. And I've just hit my mic, so I told you to Which is just about to conclude that you have put on. So, can you tell us a little bit about the tournament? Yeah, well, I moved to Ipswich in East Anglia 18 months ago, and when I was looking for a house around here, there wasn't much of a blood I've seen. So, I expected to have to come here and build some sort of local league or whatever. Luckily, by the time I had moved, there was a couple of leagues starting up. They played two, three seasons, and so. As we got on, I started thinking, okay, well, we had Alpha um, up the road and Colchester, we go at 40k. There's a few local places where we would travel, but we didn't have anything in the town. So I had this idea of, well, I can put something on. haven't done it before, but I've been to enough. I could probably work it out. And um, I wanted to have a, a bit of a local spin on it. So I figured Suffolk, Subterranean, we got a bit of alliteration there and we can use, have a, have a distinctive weather table with doing that. We've already got plans for next year if this went ahead well, which it looks to be. So, uh, yeah, the, it was an, an idea to get people into Suffolk from other places. Like, obviously, you guys have travelled up today from the southeast. Um, we've got a few from uh, Essex coming in. So, it's it's nice to see so many people are actually willing to travel here for for the time of the year. Can you, um, can you tell us a little bit about the leagues and how if anyone yeah, nearby yeah. wanted to get in touch with uh, these contacts? So there's a couple of leagues. I play in the Ipswich Blood Bowl League, which is based in the Black Horse Pub in Ipswich. I tend to play on the Tuesday nights. We've just finished the season, so we're on a bit of an off-season at the moment. There's another club in Ipswich that runs out of Langdon Games. And the Facebook pages for IBBL, the Ipswich Blood Bowl League, or Langdon Games Blood Bowl, to get in touch with those. The other league that I play in is the Ardbarks and Dragons League, based out in Woodbridge at the Ardbarks and Dragons shop. Um, a good uh, 10 or so players here today are from, from that league, and uh, that's what we're all wearing mm -hmm. these shirts for. Cool. And then, um, obviously, you mentioned that you're hoping to put on the event next year, which will be part of the South East Tournament Series. Yes. Um, which put, and I think you're looking at around the same time next year as well. I spoke to the people that have this venue and I said if all goes well, then ideally I'll be looking to book it straight away for this time next year. Because if they can give me that date, I can get it solid in the calendar for the Southeast Series, yeah. Cool.
And how do you feel that the event's gone take so far today? I've seemed to have overwhelmingly positive reactions, um, other than the fact that there's a larger hall that people seem to want to be moving into. This first first day, um, we squeezed it up from 24 to 26 players about two days ago because there was a couple of people really begging to play. And by doing that, it allowed me to include an extra um, prize, which hopefully in the next 10, 15 minutes, we'll be able to wrap up and, uh, and give away. And can you tell us a bit about your Blood Bowl journey? When did you get into the game? I used to be based in Swindon, and they have the Swindon and Wiltshire Blood Bowl League, otherwise known as Saw BBL. Um, I used to play in Swindon, um, what do we call them? Swindon War Gamers and Tacticians, Swindon SWAT, um, once a week, and we had a, a league there. So they were the ones that kind of taught me to play the game. I got into it about five years ago because I used to play a game called Imperial Assault, which was a Star Wars game. And Fantasy Flight Games decided that they were ending the, the support for that as an organized play event. And I, I like the idea of counting squares to know how far my players are going. I don't like what 40k where you see everyone walking around with a tape measure and 15,000 dice and just rolling a bunch of going, I've got some hits. I like to be able to just go, it's going that far. You possibly can catch me, but if I do this extra thing, you're probably not going to, or I'm going to make you roll some dice. Um, I like that you are always going to have some stories. Like the weather table we had today has the option of having big guys thrown through the air. And um, we've had uh, the one, um, one of them on the on the subterranean weather table has roll a dice for, at the end of every turn for every strength five guy on the pitch, and then rocks fall. That happened on a team which was playing ogres, <laughs> so it was happening every activation. <laughs> yeah. And um, who's your favourite team to play? So it's it's a difficult question. I played a lot with Skaven when I learned to play because I had. I have a Skaven team and a, and a human team, but I figured, why not learn something that has a chance to do something special? Since then, I got sick of just watching my players leave the pitch one mm -hmm. after another. I changed to Orc. I've played quite a few um, seasons with Orc, and I, I believe my NAF ranking is actually positive. But I think my heart, for the last three seasons um, in the Ipswich League and a couple of tournaments I was playing as Ogres, I managed to win my first NAF event with Ogres with Griff, um, not just Stunty Cup, but actually the yeah, whole tournament. Just you your shield for that. Thank you very much. <laughs> and um, it was just amazing seeing, like, yes, you've got some guys that can throw some punches, but you've got one guy who can just uh, do whatever he wants and no one's going to even remotely get near him. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to tell us about the global scene in this part? Um, if you have any, any interest in getting in touch, then yeah, there's, there's Facebook pages for the Woodbridge League, the Langdon League, and the Ipswich League. Um, Woodbridge at the Yardbarks and Dragons, they have Discord. Um, obviously, you have the, the South East and the, the, the Kent um, Discord as well. So, all being well, we'll, we'll have this on the, on the calendar nice and early, and uh, it will go up for anyone to enter as early as possible. Great. Well, thanks for your time. Thank, Thank you. you for a lovely event. Thank you very much. Well, if I haven't edited in the interview there, this is going to sound really silly. <laughs> so, yeah, that was great from Justin. Um, he's going to be hosting the tournament again next year. It's part of the Southeast Tournament Series. We're likely to move into the bigger build, uh, the bigger room at the same venue next year because he wants to increase in size because, again, it was another sold-out tournament. They expanded it by an extra place because... Two spaces. Two spaces. You can't expand Blood Bowl by so, one place. Well, you can if you want to play in Gutter Bowl. <laughs> gee, gee. Um, or, or Dimrip. <laughs> um, but we... Um, 
so we, they expended it for two players because you know we had some special guests to come and play in the tournament as well. So, and again, yeah, really recommend it if you're in the area or what, you know, a couple of hours away. Great tournament, great rules there. Highly recommended. They've got the date for next year as well. It's going to be the 26th of October, which is the day after my birthday. So I'm basically guaranteed to be at a, Same. allowed to go. So perfect. <laughs> Love my birthday holiday to Ipswich. <laughs> they might be in the Premier League next year they as well. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Might be the try. Yeah. If they're playing on a Sunday, we'll uh, yeah. make a weekend of it. Yes. As long as it doesn't clash with October. It hard. doesn't. No, it's a couple of weeks after, hopefully. Okay. Well, a couple of weeks after the date we're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, so... After that, a couple of weeks after that, you took a trip up to High Wycombe, Ollie. I did, yes. I went to the Pitch Invasion tournament there. Um, now, no number runs a tournament there every single month, which is just insane. Um, however, he wasn't there this time, so a lovely guy called Torquemada ran it for us using tour play. Uh, it's a very generous rule set. I was able to take an undead team with two block mummies. <laughs> Why not? Two guard wipes, a block ghoul and a vessel ghoul. Um, and a special friend. Some sp- two re-rolls. Okay, wait. Some zombies. And yeah. then just this chum called Ivan the Animal Death Child, <laughs> who essentially is Cheating. a juiced-up white with tackle and juggernaut and strip ball and disturbing presence. And regeneration, obviously. There's basically no skills that you'd really want, like, that, that he's lacking, right? Mighty Blow. Oh, once again, Mighty Blow. <laughs> <laughs> which, which, if it's a dwarf, it's, it's double. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that was um, And they've fun. recently clarified exactly what counts as a dwarf as well. Which, I really if it looks like a dwarf, it's probably a dwarf. If it looks like a dwarf, talks like a dwarf. So if like you're playing against a small person with a beard, can you... I'm stuffed. <laughs> <laughs> So I had four games of Blood Bowl. I got the train up, which was really easy and really stress-free. Um, and obviously, being a very green-minded individual, that would be the future of Blood Bowl travel. But I got there about half eight in the morning and met some friends outside, went in, and waited for game one to start. Game one was against Mr. Flibble. Oh, Mr. James Flibble. With? Yep, I played him at North now Championships. Now... He's a relative, relatively new player, and perhaps I was slightly overconfident. <laughs> I went 1-0 I went up and thought, OK, I've got this. And then um, I thought I'd stopped his offensive, his drive, and he did basically dodge, 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 go for it, go for it, go for it, pass, catch, let run away and score. To, to make the game one all. And I thought, uh, OK, that's not good enough, Ollie, I said to myself. So then I thought, up to my game a little, and I then played a chap with vampires. Now, I can't remember his real name. His national name was Starius. And essentially, his vampires didn't stay on the pitch very long. Uh, the two block mummies put it in a real shift. And Ivan the Animal Deshard put it in a real shift. <laughs> and we won 2-0 and 5-1 on casualties. There's a point though, he passed to his Vargeist. I was like, uh, oh, yeah, it catches on a four. So that was quite uh, a... Wow, However, he doesn't have sure hands. And Ivan's got a strip ball, so he didn't hold the ball for very long. Boo, Ivan. <laughs> boo, Ivan. Boo, indeed. My third game was against the lovely Dr. Hellboy. I thought, OK, so I'm on a win in the draw. He's on two wins. If I win this one, then, you know, there's a chance. And he was using um, Underworld. 
Boo. With, <laughs> with uh, Creek. Ooh. The uh, pain in the bum, five moving, ball and chain with a built-in vibe. He's megastarred now, isn't he, Creek? He is megastarred now. Yeah. However, Pitch Invasion doesn't give a toss if they're megastars or not. You can take them. Amazing. <laughs> uh, we so need to go there. <laughs> it was a really, really tough game. Um, I didn't know how to deal with Creek particularly because he would just go slamming into my lines and there's not a lot I could do about it. So as soon as I got a chance to get two dice something with him on me, I did, and off he went. <laughs> That's yeah. the thing with Creek, though, isn't it? Because where he can come back guaranteed the first time... Yes. He has to be alive to be able to do that. He does have yeah, to be alive. Yeah, but I, yes. you've got to be able to have like those horribly souped-up block mummies to be able to get rid of him. Oh, to be fair, though, he did... Creek did help me win the game because I think he double scold a block, meaning I could take the ball away and run off with it. So that was nice. Oh, good on Mr. Um, Rust Gouger. So I scraped past Dr. Hellboy in my last game. So, so, so as this event was being run on tour play, yes. um, I was trying to follow along, <laughs> watch what was going on. I was getting quite excited from afar. Um, it's one of the things I really like about tour play is you can watch games or, you know, not watch, but you, you can follow games that you... you know, it's like when you were a kid and you're watching CFAX for the football yes. scores. It, it was like that. So I, I was getting quite excited. And I, I know when we play our league games, we add things as you go, which mm. is, is basically pointless. It's not as important for tournaments because you don't need to know who has got which touchdown and which no. casualty. And whereas, in, in, whereas in a league, you need to know who's got the SPP. Absolutely. Which, some, and it makes more sense. Some people at the tournament were recording everything at the end of the game. Yeah. Just so they could focus on the game. Some were recording as they went. Which, which makes, it, you know, it make, makes perfect sense. But when you're trying to follow <laughs> to see what, where the, how one of your friends is doing in the final game when they might win a tournament, it's, you know, you, you want to know as and when. So, yeah. I was so excited seeing Ivan Deathstroud kill everything on your team. I was like, he's got five casualties in three minutes. What's happened? Yeah, that was just at the end of the game where, oh, I did five casualties and recorded them on somebody. Yeah. So my last game was against uh, Jim Besters, who is... Quite good. Quite good. Been knocking around tournaments in quite a few years now. So he, just Jim was selected for Team England in 2020, which didn't happen. Poland won, yeah. He then couldn't go. Um, and hasn't been able to go since... No. Uh, which is unfortunate, but that, that's how good a player he is. Yes, absolutely. So I knew that I was going to be in for a real game. He was using um, Nobility with no star player, but lots and lots of skills. Now, Nobility are a massive pain in the bum to play against because you can't move them. They've got Fend or they have Stand Firm. So unless you break their armour and they leave the pitch, they stay exactly where they are. And for a slow team like Undead, that was a bit of a challenge. Uh, what made it easier was I kicked to him and the ball landed more or less on the halfway line and he fluffed the pickup. So, um, thank you very much, my ball said, <laughs> and ran off with it. And I spent the first half running side to side with the ball and then made a break. Made a positioning error, meaning he could knock the ball, the ball carrying ball down and then picked up in traffic, made the first dodge through a tackle zone and tackle and failed a second dodge into freedom to score. So, end of half was nil-nil. He then kicked to me. Um, Ivan then thought, hold on a minute, I've got Juggernaut. Juggernaut cancels out Wrestle and stand firm. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and he put in a good performance, shall we say. And I scored. Jim had two or three turns left to uh, and I thought I stopped him. My last turn, I did what I had to do. Ball was on the floor. He had no one in scoring range. However, through some 
chain pushy shenanigans, he got a player into eight squares off the end zone. Dodge out, pick up in a tackle zone, dodge back in, to hand off to the guy who failed to catch. Oh. No. So I mean, we, great for you. <laughs> so I won one nil, and I was exhausted. Now, normally, in a normal tournament, a non-tour play tournament, you wouldn't know who had won at that point. But because tour play makes everything public, everyone knew at that point that I had the most points. So, luckily I won, and I was very pleased. Congratulations. Thank you very much. And that will be your first NAF trophy as well. It will be my first proper NAF trophy. When I get my hands on one for you. Um, Obviously, it's not the first NAF event you won, but the the previous one didn't qualify. qualify. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you. It was a a really good fun day out. Talk Wild was a really nice tournament organiser, and we can insert his interview with me now. Yeah, by the power of technology. Hi, so, Ollie here. I recently went to Pitch Invasion over in High Wycombe, the November one, and I'm here today with Carl, or Torquemada, who was the Hi. tournament organiser on the day. Hi, Carl. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. Uh, happy to be here. Um, yeah, thanks for having me on the on the show. You're very, very welcome. So, well, tell me, tell me and the listeners a little bit about yourself, how you got in the Blood Bowl, um, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, sure. So yeah, my, my name is Carl. Um, I mean, what Greg is, Gratulos, but I just go by Carl. I'm, I'm originally from Spain, but I've been living in the UK for ages now, about 15, 16 years. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I, um, yeah, I moved here um, in, in uh, what was it, 20, I forget now, but just before I did, I, um, yeah, I did a bit I think it was around the time um, Blood Bowl 1 came out for the PC. Okay, yeah. Um, and I, I started playing that with my friends back home. Very little. We, we had very little um, of it. And then I obviously I left and I didn't have anybody to play with. So I just played with the AI a bit. And, well, we, we all know how the AI <laughs> is on Blood Bowl. So yes. I lost interest very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but then at one point I thought, oh, maybe I'll, I'll try and, and meet up with my friends when I go back for, for summer. And I tried to play at the... Um, board game version yeah and uh, I had a horrible 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 experience it was it was a horrible tournament back home uh, the people were really not very nice and, okay um, yeah which which is, is everybody's always surprised because mm. to be honest my experiences since then have been fantastic but that one experience was really bad and that would have put me off the whole thing for ages what then a shame when about, what a shame uh, yeah, yeah. I, I I think it's a shame, but um, yeah, when I then came, um, finished my degree here in, in the UK and then sort of came back um, after a brief period of not knowing what to do with myself, um, it was around, yeah, 2020, the, the 2020 edition came out and I, I was sort of looking at it from a distance saying, oh, yeah, that game, that was, it was bad, but I, I, I'd like to try it again. And eventually I sort of worked up the courage to pick myself a box, find some pickup games. And, and yeah, for the thing I started playing 2022, okay. early, no, not 2021, late, late 2021. So around, around November. So yeah, about, about two years ago, I picked up the box, started playing a little bit of friendlies and then eventually worked up the courage to go to another tournament which was in, um, I think it was, uh, well, one of the ones that Boathead people do uh, mm-hmm. in, yeah. in oh, Southampton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Ah, uh, yeah, and that was incredible. Like the the um, the atmosphere was incredible. Everyone was super, super, super nice. Um, whenever I had any questions, everyone was falling over themselves to help me, and it was it was such a cool experience. I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm doing this now. <laughs> and then yeah, I basically went to every tournament in 2022, um, and uh, yeah, um, here yeah here I am. Sorry, um, that's not sorry. I got the the, the years wrong. I'm terrible at dates. And no years problem. And stuff. No, that was end. Of, it was end of end of 2022 that I started, and it's 2023 that I've been playing. Yeah, exactly. Ah. So it's this it's this year. So I just one year up to about. It's, about, it's coming up to about one year what I've been playing wow. consistently. Like my first NAF tournament was last October, October last year. Yeah. Excellent. So there we go. It's been about a year. And you're doing very well. I heard you won a tournament recently. Is that, was that your first win? No, <laughs> it's my fourth win. Wow. Um, awesome. And well, my fourth individual win. Mm-hmm. And then I have a, a team, well, two team wins. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it's, it's been good. I've um, been very lucky. I think I've, locked into a couple of teams that really suit my mm-hmm. my way of playing okay and um yeah i've been I've, I've had some some good luck but i've also been to something like 30 tournaments so uh, something oh. had to <laughs> i had to win something you've been, you've been cramming them in and learning quickly basically uh, yeah i've been i've been I, and i have i've had some i've made some really good friends and some, some really good coaches who've mm. been who've been very helpful to practice with and uh yeah yeah i've just um i've, I've just been really lucky with the with the people in the community that I found. Well, I'm very glad that that initial experience you had of tabletop blood bowl didn't turn you off it completely. Uh, I've only been to one overseas tournament, which was the World Cup, so it's slightly different. But generally, most tournaments I've been to in the UK are, as you described, everyone's super friendly, super welcoming, and it doesn't matter if you've played a thousand games or one game, they'll treat you the same. And uh, that's what that's what no, we want, really. Absolutely, yeah. No, I, I, I can't, I can't say I've had a single game in the UK where my opponent hasn't been, at the very least, polite, and uh, most of the time, way beyond that, like, lovely people. Excellent. Every time. Wonderful. So, in this relatively short time of playing, which teams have grabbed your interest? Which ones do you like playing? Which ones do you not like playing? So. Um, the first team, my, my first love, I guess, was Norse. Mm-hmm. Um, just because um, I, I l- randomly picked a box from a, a, a games club that was closing down back in Spain and they were just giving stuff away. And I, I got this box of old, old metal Norse and I, yeah. I learned to play with those. And when they came out for the new edition, I was like, oh yeah, I'll pick those up. And I, I love them. They're, they're just, uh, they're, they're a lot of fun. Um, but recently I've gotten more into... Um, the elf side, so yep. I'm playing a lot of Union mm-hmm. and and the vampires as well. Vampires are just unlike any other team, and I love them. They are a phenomenal uh, team. They're so much fun. They are. Um, they're very all or nothing. I think that that's kind of what I like about all those teams. Where if you if you do it well, you can just do anything, and they're 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 so powerful. Yes. But when things go wrong, they snowball. If you if you <laughs> mess it up, yep. you're in you're in for a world of hurt. Yeah. But yeah. Excellent. Very good. So, are, so are you based in High Wycombe, where the tournament was run? Is that like your local area? Uh, yeah, nearby. So I'm, I'm based in Reading. Okay. So oh, close enough. So is that the is High Wycombe like the main your local hub essentially for Blood Bowl? 
Yeah, yeah, I would say so. There's a few places that organize leagues and tournaments and so mm-hmm. on, but um, by far High Wycombe is the biggest. I mean, um, no number uh, who's who's the, the, the runs the the store and runs all the tournaments. He's doing a fantastic job. I mean, he's putting one every every month yes. without fail. Yeah, um, it's great. Yeah, and he's he's great. So um, yeah, he's 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 really built out High Wycombe as a as a local hub. For, it, for Blood Bowl. Excellent. Because as part of the Blood Bowl Tavern podcast, we want to push and advertise, essentially, all of the Blood Bowl is going on in the southeast of England. So if people are new to the hobby, returning to the hobby, they can find out, oh, I live in Red- I live in Reading. I don't, none of my friends play this game. Where can I go to play? Mm-hmm. So do you do you advertise on Facebook or how is how do you advertise yeah. what's going on? Um, so... Uh... Hour to advertise that's it's hard because obviously um a lot of people use very different um methods of communication there's a lot of generations as well in blood bowl mm-hmm. so you know some people prefer discord some people prefer facebook but um in terms of sort of what's going on around this area so we do have a league in reading that i'm a co-commissioner of it's me and, and my friend manny um we are on facebook so if you look up um trouble uh, that's spelled t-r-u-b-b-l yeah Okay. To find us, and obviously anybody around Reading is more than more than happy for. Well, we're, we're more than happy to to have you in and play with us, even if it's just friendlies. If you want to just get into the game, please get in touch. Uh, we're on Discord as well, um, and then obviously there's um, talk fantasy football. Yeah. Um, you know, you already have to kind of be in into Blood Bowl to, yes. to know about that. Talk fantasy football is, is not a gateway to it. No. No, it's not. So- it's not. Okay, very good. So is it T-R-U-B-B-L? That's the Reading, yes. that's the Reading lead that is on Facebook. It's correct, yeah, yeah. Excellent. So, um, yeah, you can find us there. You can find us on, on Discord as well. Mm-hmm. Very good. Uh, okay, so you, you've only been playing a year, and so really this current version of the rules is what you are most familiar with. If there's something yeah. you could change about the rules, like say one rule you can change, what, mm. what would it be and what would you change it to? So I think I've been thinking about this one. I think um, probably would be wildly inaccurate, mm-hmm. um, just because I do like my passing game, and I find that it it, it is ne- unnecessarily punitive. Uh, it's unnecessarily punitive. Yes, mm-hmm. correct to the to the passing teams. I would say that um, I, I would just make the ball scatter from from the target square as opposed from the thrower, which at least means it's still dangerous. So you can't you can still mess it up, but it's not going to just go behind you or, you know, no. is that, that, yeah. You're, you're not throwing the square, not throwing the ball six squares backwards, for example. Exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, okay. I think that, that would probably be my, my change. I, honestly, I wholeheartedly agree with you. Yeah. I, I find wildly inaccurate, complete, an unnecessary mechanic in the game. It adds nothing to the game. And as you say, yeah. it, it just hinders the, those agility teams who want to move the ball quickly. Yeah. Exactly, and and I think it's it's very stupid that um, every thrower in the game has the same chance of it happening. So it's it's just as likely to happen to a nose berserker who's just hooning the ball mm-hmm. than it is to happen to a pro elf thrower. Like yes. both of them have the same chance, which is ridiculous. It is absolutely yes. So there you are, Games Workshop. We know you're listening. Make the change. So when is the next event that your next tournament you're involved with? When's the next league you're involved with starting up a new season? So um, I can check the. I think the Reading one 
will be not until um, early, probably February, I mm -hmm. think, is when the next season will start. But okay. um, I'm planning to um, join in a, the ECBBL in London the next January yep. when they start. And then around here, there's also um, some tournaments. So there's the um, Pitch Invasion Tournament next month, as I one every month. And there's one this weekend at... Um, in Bracknell. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know when the podcast will come out, but that would be the um, uh, the 25th, okay. um, and then another one in Swindon. And oh, no, so it's the 26th for yeah. the one this weekend, and then mm -hmm. there's another one in Swindon the weekend after. So yeah, there's plenty going on. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a wonderful time to be playing the hobby. It really is. It is. Uh, very it good. Is. Well, I thank you very much for your time today, Carl. We already hit the 10 minute mark, which was sort of my mark of what I wanted to do so Lovely. thank you for your time thank you very much for the tournament that you ran it was thoroughly good fun not just because I won it as you liked it right <laughs> well, well yeah, please yeah it's great to have you there yeah let, let us know and of any new events and we'll advertise them on our podcast right thank you cheers very much. Carl thanks for your time yes, bye everyone bye bye, bye. Um, so I actually ran into Tormada in Brighton yeah. for the next event that I Look went to. Look at that seamless transition. It's only the second episode of the podcast. It's like a pro. I know. It, it was sounding even more professional if it wasn't pointed out. <laughs> <laughs> was it, but, uh, the weekend after? That was, uh, after? That, that was the 11th, maybe, of November, something like that. So, okay. No, you. I don't know. There's it's a week difference. It's between now, anyway. Something like that. Um he he was down there. He was playing Alf Unid, um, and I was sat on the table next to him at one point watching him. Um, from that point onwards, I was on a much lower table than him. Um, so this is a um, an event run at the Dice Saloon in Brighton by Neil Watt, who's quite a good friend of yours, um, and who is the chap that you got to paint the Where the World Things Are team that we were talking about earlier. See how it all that flows together. So he was running the tournament. It's the first one they've run in Brighton for a little while. They're going to be running at least one more next year, which is probably the 7th of September as part of the Southeast series. I think it's the first one they've run since I won one down there. But ah, great. okay. Well, it might, it might be. It could be. Just mean High Wickham on running tournaments <laughs> now for a while. Um, and I think they might be looking to run another one at some point next year as well. But it's a, it's a great venue for hosting a tournament. There's a lot of space for games. I think there was 48 people there. Something like that. Um, yeah, and nice saloon, saloon is lovely. Yeah. yeah, and you can order pizza to your table. It's amazing. Nice. I mean, I I am a halfling, so I had already had my two breakfasts uh, before I even left my house. But um, yeah, it, it was it was great, great venue, um, lovely group of people in the Brighton League as well. We know quite a, quite a few of them quite well. Um, myself and Tommy had gone down as a stunty duo. So Tommy, who plays in our our scab league, used to live in Brighton. Um, as soon as I found out about it the event I messaged him he's like yeah 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 we're going we're going we're going we're double stunty double stunty I was like sure that helps me fit my team because I don't have to then think about it because it, it basically gave me a choice of, of two um so I took halflings again again with Puggy and Rumble um and it didn't go quite as well for me I had I had um two really enjoyable losses um, and if I'm going to so lose a game, I do really enjoyable. <laughs> if I'm going to lose the game, I want to have a really good game. And the, the first game I was playing against Elf Union, who I know inside out, 
Um, and the guy I was playing, it was his first ever tournament game. Um, and he's used to playing Snotlings and he was scared by coming up against a, a stunty team. Um, uh, and I was probably only a couple of dice rolls away from, from um, taking the game. But I ended up losing because Elf Union can dance in and steal the ball whenever they want. And then my second game was... Um, probably one of the most enjoyable games that I've played in quite a while. I was playing against Chaos Renegades. Um, I stole my halfling chef, stole six rerolls from him across the course of the game. He played the entire game with no rerolls, but kept telling me he played better with no rerolls, <laughs> and then beat me by doing so. But it was it was a, a really close game. I managed to um, I dodged a hefty in to uphill his bludgeon ball carry at one point and double powered him oh, yeah! to stop the score at the end of the first half but it then bounced to the halfway line and he, he, <sighs> he dodged a human lineman in to dodge him out again to make a pass to make a catch and I was like yeah you do play better with no reels <laughs> um, and then my final game was against uh, Sleaze who you may, may or may not know yes I've um, before you um, he's a, a lovely chap uh, and he was playing Slan. Um, and I won with a stupid, stunty play at the end of the second half uh, by pushing someone out of the way to be at a double rush with one below with no rerolls, to knock down his ball carrier, to dodge in a halfling, to run away, to then not get knocked over on the blitz, to forget that Slan have diving tackle, to dodge away anyway. <laughs> Uh, and still make the score. Um, so it was, it was all of my games hinged on on one or two two rolls, and and that's I think makes a game more enjoyable. That it could go e either way at any point. But um, I would definitely be trying to go down um, again as and when they run a tournament, as uh, I'm sure a, a number of us uh, will be. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, on the the subject of people who have been on tour. Um, I just wanted to give again a shout out to one of our club mates, Marianne, who went up to the uh, the Sob Autumn Sevens up in Oxford uh, this weekend, and she finished first place. So yeah. huge congratulations, Marianne. Yance is her NAP coach name. Um, I believe she got a fantastic scalp at the World Cup as well, didn't she? She, she, been, she, she did beat Mike Davis. Was she it? did beat Mike Davis. Yeah. She was the only coach to beat Mike Davis when he won the Top Black Orc coach. Um, and he's already grudged her for Threadball for <laughs> this coming year. Um, so he, he takes losses well, that's good to know. <laughs> um, but Mike's, Mike's a lovely guy, and I'm, I'm sure he just wants to get revenge. Yeah. <laughs> Marianne's an incredible player. Like Playing against her, the, the strategic, like proper chess approach to it. What's my, f my fifth move in advance, <laughs> and where is this going to be? And I can maybe muster one move. <laughs> it's 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 incredible to to play. So again, well done to Marianne for yeah. her victory. So, so the the event was the Sob Sevens. Uh, yeah. They run them quarterly, um, and it's in a little town called Clifton Hampton. Hampton. I'm not. I can't. I can't remember which. Um, but it was where Marianne grew up. So she she's uh, gone back a conquering hero. 
Um, <laughs> Return to the home castle, storm it and leave with the riches. Yeah. So she, she was playing Skaven, who she'd never played before as well. So I think that's... Uh, also that's awkward, all the other coaches. I've never <laughs> played this team before. I've come up and won. Uh, she's using Skaven in the sevens. Skaven in the sevens. Oh, well, it is cheating, offer. isn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's her first tournament victory as well. So well done, Marianne. Absolutely. Um, the sub-sevens in May is going to be part of the Southeast Tournament Series. So I've already... Um, arranged a ticket for that. They're not on sale, but I've, um, you know, it's oh, not, it's not what you know, it's who you know. I know a guy. Um, so, yeah, so I think that's all the tournaments that we've we've been to. Yeah. Um, so I just mentioned some upcoming ones. So uh, this Saturday, 2nd of December, there's quite a few coming up. So we're, me and you, Stu, are going to uh, our, our friends' tournament in, well, our friends, our co-host tournament in uh in Bromley, um, which is called the Winter Classic. So uh, we had to lock in our, our rosters the other day, and after umming and ahhing for about six hours on one day, I finally got Ollie to tell me who I was taking. <laughs> <laughs> is that the 1100 TV? Yeah, 1100 uh, TV. So I did want to take Snotlings, because um, I've just finished painting them. Um, and I was then reading the... After planning my team out perfectly, I started reading the rule set, <laughs> um, which is the wrong way to go about it. <laughs> um, and I, I dropped Chris a message. I was like, Chris, um, there's there's no righteous rookies in this tournament. He's like, yeah, yeah, no, they're not allowed. I was like, oh, right, okay. So I messaged um, Eyeball Paul, who's Minnie Morg's dad, who, uh, and Minnie Morg is quite a, a, an experienced Snotling coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said, oh, Snotlings are unplayable without rookies. Uh, and I started to take his advice, and then I started to go back on it. And I was like, well, he's only a kid. I'm a proper grown-up. I'm like three <laughs> times his age. I, I probably know more than him. And I play, played a practice game against David the other day, and I was like, I need more players. I need lots more players. So, um, yeah, so I'm taking care of Choho Hosen. Yay! <laughs> um, who I've not played in a tournament before, despite playing them for a few seasons. So, um Looking forward to that. And are you taking Orcs? No, no. I'm starting my 2024 quest a month early. Ah. So it's a year of high elves for me. Ooh. So I'm taking a wonderful roster with only 11 players. No apothecary to see how we get on. Four catchers. Yeah. Two blitzers. One thrower. Everyone else. With the pl- the, I'm putting Cannoneer on the throw. The only aim of the play. No forward this is going to go out before the tournament. I will be long bombing... <laughs> on a four plus just for my own entertainment. That, and if I can make that play once and then not buy Rumble Slam from Troll Trader, then it's been a successful weekend for me. Okay, I will be behind you all tournaments saying, buy Rumble Slam. I look forward, to, I look forward to playing Rumble Slam with you. <laughs> I'm sure my wife is looking forward to seeing that purchase made. That's why I'm going to go and see friends in Sidcup afterwards because she'll see it and she'll be like, don't come home. <laughs> so I've foreplayed and this. And the good thing about this podcast, you know, the wrestling one she occasionally listened to, my food podcast she listened to all the time. And then, you know, if I call her out on things, she's never going to listen to this. So I'm going to buy Rumble Slam. <laughs> <laughs> this might be edited out of the final news. So what skills have you gone for on your rosters? Um, so I've got a Minotaur because Minotaurs are fun uh, mm-hmm. and taking an ogre is wrong. Um, Correct. So, so I've, I've got a Minotaur with block. I've got two Warriors with block, two with guard. And then I have, I think, Beastman to 12. Yeah, that's right. Uh, plus two re-rolls. And two Beastmen have skills. One has 
guard and one has sure hands. That sounds quite familiar. Sure hands. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's because <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's because you helped me pick it. Um, so, so sure hands. Um, I have because I hate playing against Slan or Norse with strip ball, and it it just messes up my game plan because I play entirely differently and entirely badly. And you've only got two rerolls. Two so, rerolls. Yeah. 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 So obviously, I, as I'm at tier one loveliness, I only get six skills to add. Some, well, I could have some doubles if I wanted to, but we were using match play guide for the rule set. So I've gone cannoneer on the thrower, mm -hmm. lots of dodge. <laughs> okay. I did think drop one dodge on the catcher and put kick on one of the line elves, because I thought that could be quite useful. I also, after playing my first game against Ashley, um, who's joining our league this year, played him on Monday night, I've realized I need dodge. Because even on a two plus, I fail a lot. Although I did have to say in the second half, the best part of the plan was he li lined up his line of scrimmage. I blitzed through the blitzer, annoyingly, with block. So then everyone just jumped over him because he had no tackle zones. <laughs> everyone was two plus jumping over. Got into yeah. a cage, tried to throw the ball. Oh, but of right. course, a catch with catch and a two plus, one, <laughs> one. Did the ball scatter anyone in Wales? Nope. Of course it didn't. <laughs> no. And then he, um, he had to do sort of three rushes in the last two turns and we finished at one all so it's going to be a uh, and also I, I, a couple of elves died so I, I'm going into this tournament going this isn't going well but the reason why I'm only taking to tournaments is I've realised I don't have the patience to build them up over two seasons of league mm -hmm. whereas this way I can have skills I can have a good run with it and I am awful I mean I'm awful anyway but against elf teams I just can't I can't work it out. So now I'm going to see people beat me for a whole year. I should and be still able... their tactics. Exactly. I should be able to go, Running. ah, now I'll be able to implement those when <laughs> I, when I, and then I can, you know, maybe beat them in 2025. Mm -hmm. That's the plan for the year. A so foolproof a, plan. So that's the, that's my year plan. Every tournament, it'll be those high and you're, elves. You're hoping okay. for 50 games. That's the plan. 50 ha games. Have you worked out how many tournaments that is? I, and, and does your wife know how many tournaments that is? Well, I, you know, I think that, you know, if we include this weekend, so we've already got three. Um, KTC, that's number four. Yep. Um, so we're already you know, almost 20% of the <laughs> way there. We just need to Rounded. win more tournaments. That's what yeah. it is. Well, exactly. Yeah. I could have taken them in the Christmas gutter bowl, but I'm taking Slan, because, again, I think that'll be funny in gutter bowl. And also, um, our Christmas gutter bowl teams are mainly based around the puns that we could think of for, for team yeah. names. <laughs> Yule Frog. Toad Lerone, Egg Frog, Slanter Claws. And your team name is, is Slanter's Little Helpers. Slanter's Little Helpers, yeah. Uh, and when I saw that, I was like, abandoned all my plans for taking a good team and just tried to come up with the best fun possible. So uh, I'm taking Toon Kings again, and it's uh, We Toon Kings of Orient. Yes. <laughs> and they're going to be horrendous. But um, we'll talk about Gutter Bowl um, next episode because we want to talk about the two tournaments we've uh, run and the league and, and just give our thoughts on that in general. Yeah, mm -hmm. excellent. So, 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 so there's a couple more oh tournaments yes. I was just going to mention. So Saturday's a, a busy day. There's um, Wobble Dungeon Bowl in Oxford and Langdon Bowl in Ipswich, which will probably be with some of the, the folks we met um, recently. Then there's another Pitch Invasion event on the 9th of December, which I believe you're not going to defend your crown on. No, sadly, I have to work. Right. It's, the, it's the last time it's going to be called Pitch Invasion as well. Oh. They're renaming it the Bucks Open series Ooh. for 2024. Um, and then, obviously, our, our Gutter Ball tournament. Uh, those are the ones coming up. Um, and then, I believe, Stu, you, you are getting ready for some sort of quizzy action. I 
am. So, I thought, leading into this, you know, leading into the new year, we see it every year. We might get a new almanac as well, but the almanac this year, well, technically last year, was filled with star players. Mm -hmm. So, today's quiz is testing your knowledge on star players in Blood Bowl that are currently available to play in the current rule set. Okay. So, to start with, for fairness, I'm going to start quizzing you on the star players you can use in the teams you're taking in the Scab League next season. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. That's a bit trickier for me, but okay. So, Ollie. Hello. What team are you taking in the league next season? I'm taking Slan next season. You're taking Slan next season. So, you're allowed to, able to take star players from the Lustrian Super League. Only, yes, that's right. So, not brilliant for the audio viewers. <laughs> Here is your dice. You Please roll 2d6 and tell me the number. 15. Number 7. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6... Carlevon Kill, please roll a d6. <laughs> so this is for your first point. A five. A five. So Carlevon Kill, <coughs> what is Carla's armor value? <laughs> um, Carla will be nine plus in new money or eight in old money. Correct. Would you like to play for your five bonus points? Oh. Of course. What are her skills and traits? You've got to name them all to get the bonus Ooh. five points. Does this include the, her, her unique one? I will, I will give you a bonus point if you can get the unique, the unique trait and rule as well. Unique trait is when she uses Dauntless, she can double her strength. I think she, essentially, if she passes Dauntless, she can three dice deep root. It's her special ability. So she has block, dodge, Dauntless. That's not how it's written. Oh, it doesn't specifically mention deep food in no, the block dodge dormness. Um jump up loner four plus anything else? I don't think so congratulations you got your all six additional Ooh. bonus points back of the net so. I, I feel um, I, I, I'm going to be bad at this so could you, <laughs> and I, <laughs> could you please pass Stu the dice Stu who are you running in league next uh, season I, I'm a, a try hard next season I'm, I'm playing Wood Elves Wood Elves okay so who? what have you rolled I've rolled a six you've rolled a six okay let's hope this isn't Carla <laughs> oh no Mr. Eldril Sidewinder. Oh, someone Ooh. I actually know. Okay. Okay, so roll your dice. Uh, three. Three. Is this agility? What is this agility? Two plus. Two plus. Congratulations. And On the board. what are the skills and traits? Okay, so he has... He's basically a, a catcher. So he's got dodge. He's got hypnotic gaze. Oh, what do they change him, do they? So, does he have catch? He, they might have given him on the ball or something rubbish like that. Uh, loner four plus. Thank you, Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, I think, I've named them all, and I may have named ones that you don't. Okay, have. name them. Name them again, please, because so, you obviously mentioned one that you. Right, okay. So go for it. So, so dodge. Uh, hypnotic gaze, loner four plus. Uh, 
So this is great radio. <laughs> <laughs> what are you thinking? I, I don't care that much. Uh, on the ball. One more. Pass. Two more. Two more. Catch. Correct. And one more. Uh, oh, does he have nerves still? He's an Alpha Union catcher, does, right? Yeah. yeah, cool. There we go. Uh, and his special trait is his mesmerizing dance. Ooh. So I'm afraid you you don't get any bonus oh, I points. I don't even know what that, that is. Now you roll on hypnogaze. It is. You, what, you re-roll a hypnogaze? Yeah, once per game. Mm, that's quite nice. Yeah. Yeah, not broken at all, but he's, he's quite pricey, but there we are. He is, but he's dreamy as well. He certainly is dreamy. I, I have used him a few times, and um, yeah. Okay, now, it's dealer's choice. Okay. <laughs> so, Ollie. Hello. I'm going to ask you a question about Captain Karina Von Rez. Oh, the new girl. The new girl. So, please, could you roll your D6 oh. to find oh. out what your super what secret um, trait is going to be? Got a... Four. So, what is Captain Karina's passing? Four plus. Correct. What nice. are Captain Karina's traits? Dodge, jump up, hypno gaze, low on a four plus, bloodlust. But bloodlust at what score? Ooh. Two plus. She's essentially she's a runner. Two plus. Um, she doesn't have anything useful like wrestle or block or anything like that. Her special ability is once per game, if she fails bloodlust, she may bite an opposing player of strength. <gasps> Four or less. Well done. That is not a star player. And so essentially, she can run up to a wall dancer and bite them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she costs. I don't know her cost. Oh, you don't need to know the cost, but... Okay. I'm afraid you missed the skill. Did I miss the skill? Oh. She also has regeneration. Oh. So Filthy beggar. You get the point for the trade, but okay. you don't get them there. Okay. So, now, again, dealer's choice for my own uh, enjoyment. Um, welcome to Gretchen Watcher. Oh, oh, you poor boy. So, people take her all the time, so I, I know you have inside out. So, uh, D6 is three. Okay, one, two, three. What is Gretchen Watcher's agility? Three plus. I'm afraid it's a two plus. Mm-hmm. Why don't people take her all the time? I know, why not? What's wrong with her, I wonder? I think it's a 260k cost, which might be there. And probably these skills that I'm about to not get correctly. Um, so she's the blood bowl widow. She has a one like her her special thing is some sort of vengeance thing. I don't know what it is. I I would be making something up, so I won't do that. Um, F- free donut with every reroll. <laughs> <laughs> um, so skills, what she she has? She's she's probably they she probably has the useless skills. So does she have a safe pair of hands? She does not. <laughs> um, does she have regeneration? Loan of four plus. She, yes, yes. There you go, two. Um, just dodge? Nope. No. <laughs> uh, oh, gosh. Uh, I, don't, I, I don't even know what player like she's based on. No one. Oh, right. Okay. Sort of, sort of one, but... So... Gretchen Watcher. I, I, I am going to pass here, by the way. Do you want to... I mean, you can't steal, but for, for, for the purpose of this game, so, do you want to have a sh- guess? Sidestep, off. foul appearance, disturbing presence. Um, 
no hands. Um, that's it, I think. Sean says shadowing. Oh, of course. Tour plays favourite <laughs> random you, yeah. skill. Best I told skill you, in the game. I told you she had useless skills. <laughs> so, and then for the final one, Stu, pick a star player for Ollie. Oh, okay. Nice. Um, let's have a think. Only current star players. Only, Only current, current star players player. available in the realms of Blood Bowl 2020. Okay. Um, we will go for Glart. Oh, good choice. Here's your dice. Glart smash with. Yep. Big fat bat. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh, it's a it's a, it's a skull. It's a six. So you can pick. You pick, you pick the trait. Strength four. Strength four. <laughs> Very good. Well done. So he comes with block. Yes. Claws. Yes. Loan of four plus. Yes. <laughs> Grab. Yes. I don't think he's got a free hit himself out. Block, grab, claw. What else does he need? Loan of four plus. No one Stand needs loan of four plus. Yes. Once per game, he can t- use Frenzy when he blitzes. Yep, Frenzied Rush. Um, does he have Juggernaut? Is the question I'm going to ask myself. Mm-hmm. I would give him Juggernaut if I was writing the rules for him. So, yes, he has Juggernaut. He does. Congratulations. You've got the full set. <laughs> Thank you very much. Now, Ollie. Hello. You've probably got a lead of about 50 points at this stage. Okay. Just give me Puggy. <laughs> I'm not going to give you Puggy. <laughs> I'm going to give you Zuggy, the mighty Zug. Oh, Come yes. with me to the mighty Everyone Zug. Everyone loves him. Six. Six pick. Strength. Five. Whee! <laughs> Good job. Skills. Block. Loner four plus. Mighty blow plus one. Well done. I don't think he's got much more than that. What more does he need? Uh, and it's once per game, is uh, he can add one to the mighty blow? Is that right? Nearly. No. It's no. Crushing blow. Crushing, crushing blow. blow is the name of it, but what does, it, what does crushing blow do? Does it, does it... I thought it just allows him to add one more to the armor or injury or once per game, but it's probably wrong. It's one more arm only. Oh. There is one that she's. Is it one that's plus one to injury? Maybe. Anyway, crushing play is plus one. Okay. So there you go. There's your star player quiz. Ollie, you are victorious in this. Would you you like to to just recap the the exact margin of victory? So as long as my adding up has been correct, 10, 15 to 7. That's quite fair. I I got. about half your points. <laughs> In fairness, I thought that Captain Karina would uh, possibly stump you a little bit, but you know, uh, yeah, he's a man who knows his I stuff. Failed, I failed her region. I didn't fail her region. I forgot her region. But yeah, there we are. I, uh, as I have said at the beginning, I am an addict. <laughs> and then to finish off, not the most, the, not the best star player in the game because we all know it's Acorn the Squirrel. What is your favourite star player to use in Blood Bowl? Oh, that's good. And currently, Ivan the Animal Death Child is so broken. And, no and wasn't made a <laughs> megastar. No. <laughs> uh, I think they forgot that the, that is a page in the FAQ. Yeah. <laughs> favourite. 
honestly, I don't like star players. I'd rather not use them or have them used against me particularly. Um, but yeah, Ivan's just so good. So good. We, we played a practice game and you were telling me his skills and I, I was like, what? How is <laughs> this is this is not fair. And it's only 170k, isn't it? 190k. 190. So it costs 100k more than a standard white, but comes with plus strength. And tackle. Tackle, juggernaut, strip ball, disturbing presence. I've noticed so someone else uh, from our league, Alex, is taking him with Tomb Kings uh, this weekend. So we're going to make sure Chris breaks the draw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah I, who, who's your favourite, Stu? I mean, genuinely, last in my first season, I took either Morg or Acorn, yeah. or both. Because when I realised Acorn had claws, then it was a case of, right, I'm going big guy hunting. <laughs> and the fact you can re-roll Dauntless yeah. roll with him every turn. I think like Acorn's a fantastic player, but... I think for me, uh, I quite like Glart, Glart or or, or Gzolkaf yeah. are, are my favourites again, just for the just okay. the sheer character mm-hmm. behind oh. them. I think for me, I am. Um, I, re- I I was telling Ollie I really like Rumble. He I think he works really well on half didn't he? What about your friend Wilhelm? Wilhelm is a, uh, Wilhelm is frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, yeah he he's he's good fun. Um, I, I do like both of them. Um, at the moment I I have just finished painting um, my morgue model uh, and slightly annoyingly he's he's probably the best painting model that I've ever done because I'm getting like I'm doing quite a lot of painting recently and and I'm obviously getting better at it um and I was going to take it to Bromley until I decided not to play Snotlings and now I probably won't use him for a long time because Megastar's about can you just use him as your ogre on your human team I could maybe do that yeah. and then I'll just say he's got Mike Blow plus two whenever anyone asks yeah, it's fine exactly yeah yeah um one thing that uh, I did want to speak about just quickly before um, we do all the wrapping up is uh, Team England. Yes. So since uh, we last spoke, there was a an election for the Team England captain, which was run won by the lovely Carl, um, also known as Kayfode, and he has asked me to be an ambassador for the South East, which basically means if you're interested in playing for Team England um, and want to know what you need to do or have any questions... Um, you can ask me, and then I will either answer them or point you in the direction of someone who, who can. So Spleggy, who is the NAF rep for somewhere up north Yorkshire way, probably, mm-hmm. um, played on the European team last year and is happy to answer any questions about what the experience is actually like. And there is currently a form available. Um, if you find the latest Team England newsletter, um, you can fill out the form. It's only a few questions, and... Basically, express your interest for playing on Team England, either in the Euro or Europeans. So there's 12 sp- spots in total. Um, or just express your interest in getting a bit better and maybe playing in future years. Quick question, so from a Team England standpoint. Yeah. And this isn't meant to be a genuine, it's not a piss take, it's not a joke or okay. anything. Like England teams, when you first play for Team England, do you get any, like, cap or plaque or anything as a part to commemorate your inclusion in the squad well i know they've mentioned the word cap several times but i don't know if you get a physical cap Uh, if they don't it would be definitely a um a a thing that they've missed out on you get a a squad number so um basically obviously the first team england was one to eight because it's an eight player team 
Um, and any new players get a, another number, including Bester's, who was unable to attend. And I think they're up to about 27 now. Nice. Something like that. That's good. Um, and it's looking like a number of the, um, the, the players from previous years won't be putting themselves forward this time. So there'll probably be um, a good few new caps. Um, so hopefully some, some more numbers added. Um, I know um, Core is looking to do something as well that, uh, in, in terms of developing um, people. So like when England took Theo Walcott to the World Cup, even though he was never going to play, looking to get people who are on the fringes to get experience of, of things like this. And they've put in a Team England team tournament, which is in July next year. Yeah, 12th um, July. And the SCAB are, are taking two teams along to that. Uh, so he's put that in place and he's also looking to do things so so one of the complaints about the world cup is that if you weren't there you couldn't really follow what was going on uh, and he's looking to do something so that it will allow people who aren't there to follow along and support team england not in the same way that you support uh, the football team because you won't be able to watch every game live but just to to see um how it's all going on and then one other thing i'll ask you then because you know being relatively new to blood bowl outside of just the games workshop realms is there like or could there be a youth team? Because, you know, the people we've played recently, so the, the, the youth team, in inverted commas, who are coming to the Kent Team Championships, you know, Minnie Morgan's an incredible player. Wednesday's mm -hmm. a really, really good player. Is, yeah. Are there going to be, is there an opportunity potentially in the future for a essentially England youth team if there isn't one already? That is a good question. Um, I will ask Cor. Um, so the way it works at the moment is, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, the Euro Bowl is eight-player national teams, and it's limited to the number of national number of countries that put a team forward. Um, and each country can put one team in that. The European then uh, is uh, an open event, so anyone can apply to enter that. Uh, and I think all national teams get offered a team in that as well. So that, that's a four-player team as opposed to an eight-player team. So there will effectively be a, a Team England European team, a Team Wales European team, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then, you know, if we went along, there'd be a, a SCAB team and yeah. that sort of thing. Um, so obviously people could put themselves forward by themselves as a, a, a youth team. Whether there's um, any thoughts about uh, putting an England youth team in, I don't think there is at the moment, but I will um, feed that back to the core as a suggestion and um, see what happens. And on the subject of this, I'm happy to announce my captaincy of Team San Marino <laughs> <laughs> because I'm happy to lose 10-0 and I'm just happy to be there for the tournament. So, Or, oh. or you could invent a country like Ladonia. Um. <laughs> I don't know when the tickets will go and sell for the Euro Bowl and Euro Open. February is the rumour at the moment. Okay, but I imagine they will sell out very, very quickly for yeah. the Euro Open. So I think it's limited to 600 across both events, and I don't know how many are taken by national teams. Let's say there's... I don't know how to split these. Yeah, no. yeah. Let's say there's 20 or so national teams times eight, however many that is. Um, 200? No. You, you think I would be good at maths, but I, <laughs> I use a calculator. Um, so, I mean, it's, that, that's it's a big chunk of them, basically. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I'd imagine, like, you're right, the... People who are organised will get teams booked up the minute they go on sale. Mm -hmm. yeah. Awesome. Well, that's the end of this episode. What a fantastic uh, delve into the wonderful world of Blood Bowl. 
Uh, Stu, where can people find you on social media, especially after your Halfling MasterChef doc, um, article got significant <laughs> feedback on well, it? It's yeah. really, really well received. It's been stolen by the Scottish Blood Bowl um, community as a, a, a guest article on, on their website. So uh, I write a blog when I can be bothered. So I, I normally write up all of the events that we attend, and I started... Um, my brother, for my, this is going to be a, a slight detour. Um, and then I'll tell you how they can find me on social media. Um, my brother bought me a book called Soconomics for my birthday, which I've been reading. And I was like, hold on a minute. I could just apply this economic theory stuff to Blood Bowl. Yes. So I, I, I looked at um, whether what, what the economics are of hiring MasterChef, mainly because I've been playing Halflings quite a bit. Uh, and basically, if your opponent has no rerolls, there's no point in it. The value is stealing your opponent's rerolls, which you probably could have worked out for yourself. Yeah. But um, yeah, it, it was um, quite quite well received. Um, so that's on something like scab.blogspot.com or .co.uk. I don't really know. Basically, if you follow the links that Stu's going to put on this podcast, I'm sure you'll be able to find us there somewhere. Um, I'm, I mainly lurk around the Blood Bowl Southeast Discord, posting things uh, because I'm bored and don't have anything else to do when I'm watching Paw Patrol. <laughs> Chase is on the case. <laughs> uh, and how about you, Ollie? Where can people find you to communicate, connect and try and steal your uh, pitch invasion trophy for the last time well I will be on discord I mean the squad chaos discord the uh, blood bowl southeast discord and the NAF one um, on facebook obviously but I'm not as Eldridge Fox on there I'm Ollie Wiley but you'll find me if you know who I am um or, or they can just go around your house if they, they want. Please yeah. do come out. Have a nice cup if of tea. If anyone wants to know where he lives, let me know. Yeah, <laughs> a, tea, a cup of tea. He makes, he makes a good cuppa. Or always available. Awesome. And I'm Bearded Lucha on t- what was Twitter, Instagram, on Discord. Uh, you'll see me getting the itch to return back to professional wrestling as I did earlier today, going, you know what, next year I might do that. Definitely not. (laughs) It seems like a really good idea. Then I sit there and go, I like the ability to almost walk uh, these days. But obviously, uh, follow the podcast on Blood Bowl Tavern on X, formerly known as Twitter. If and it still exists, Elon Musk is definitely trying to kill it at the moment. I mean, definitely. You know, that <laughs> advertising. If you'd like to advertise on X, don't. Advertise on the Blood Bowl Tavern, <laughs> and we will happily give you some lovely airtime to all of our lovely listeners. And all we ask for is like a Mars bar or something as well, really. Exactly. You know, it's, a good, it's a good business model. So we're planning on recording the next episode on December the 13th, I think is what we've got penciled in for yep. the next one, for our Christmas edition, Gutter Bowl Deep Dive. We're also going to be looking at some pitfalls and issues of running tournaments for Blood Bowl, and also you'll be able to hear how badly my elves die <laughs> this weekend. Uh, to play us out this week, it's my old bandmate Leo Zorio's number, Tides of Iron, and this is Sirens. We'll see you next month. Goodbye. Bye.
cross searching for this Looking for a life inside of me Another chance of the same old could have been Mistakes were made, I had to change Who else to blame? Can't stay the same as those looking down at another me I fight crime for a place I wanna be But if you fear the edge, you don't get close to hell The deepest secrets inside of me Is there a place I can call my own? Is there a place where I belong? Is there a place that I call home? Is there a place where I belong? Is there a place where I go? 